0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. As far as they can run takes us to rural Pakistan, where families with disabled children have few options. Some desperate parents keep their children locked up or even chained. When athletic coaches from Karachi persuade the parents of three teenagers, Golam, Sana, and Sajalwal, to allow the kids to participate in a sports training program as part of a special Olympics initiative, the families glimpse the hope that living with disability doesn't mean that their children are useless. The film is called As Far As They Can Run And we're joined today by the director, Tanaz Ashagian. Tanaz, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you for having me, Mike. It's my pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. And it is a heart-wrenching film on different levels, not the least of which is to see these children in the situations that we find them in, in these different Uh villages that we find them, and also the lack of resources. And again, it's just hard to watch, but it is a fact of life on the ground and in Pakistan. And so tell me a little bit about how you came to know these families, the the initiative that we see in the film. What? How did this all come about?
1: I met a woman, Ronak Lakhani, who is the the head of Special Olympics in Pakistan. She was telling me about the kind of work they do. And I, I was amazed by it. Um, I kept thinking about it. And I basically asked her, if I come, can I come along and film and document? And she said, yes. So I just got up and went. Next thing I
0: know, I'm an in interior scene. How much time did where did you do in sort of prep work before you started finding the subjects that you landed on in the film?
1: I mean, I've, I've done films in Afghanistan and Iran and uh, now Pakistan. These are not Western countries where prep work gets you anywhere. You have to show up. So really, I showed up. I even went sh- I showed up and found my cameraman after I showed up, I knew the Special Olympics folks. And I met one of the social workers, the female social worker that you see in the film. I met her in Karachi and talking with her. She was like, Oh, you know, we're going to introduce you to a human rights activist who lives in interior sin, nor norhan And he knows all these cases. He's on the ground. He's really in the field and knows where there's children that are being locked up or chained. And where I, it was just like, let's go, let's go meet Noor. And then once we met Noor, he's like, we're going to these three places today.
0: And is this a province that is particularly poor, wealthy? What's the demographic? Okay, it's poor. It's a poor. It's part very
1: it. poor. I mean, Pakistan is 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 very poor, but the countryside even more so. I imagine
0: yeah. It's the countryside. As you were get going into the field with Noor, you said, "Nor, what was your reaction when you walked up on some of it, especially, well, all three it of was, these it coming was, out so was very difficult. The, it was brutal. The first time that, you know, we
1: went on the same day, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, to Sajawal's house, who was locked in that room, and then to Golam, who was chained. His feet were chained. And I, you know, the truth is there's a part of you that's there and wants to document it and is witnessing it. And then there's this other side of you that just wants to get out of there because it's so harsh, so blown away by what you're witnessing. And it it, it hurts, you know, like you're, you're like, this is frankly, like, like what what happens to me is when I see something like that, I just think like, it's so unfair and there is no God. That's what I end up feeling. And then I go home and I'm like depressed for a month. You know, as with anything, honestly, Mike, it's really... An, disturbing you get used to it then i went back and then i went back and then it was like yeah yeah you get used to
0: anything it just it does speak to it does speak to the point that people lack resources and opportunity and education and all the things that we in the west or here in the united states uh, assume to be just basic human rights but when you see a a place like that where they're not available these people are not for want of trying to be better and do better they lack the opportunity to do that. Correct. And, and that puts I, people- what
1: what I really hope came across is that there's, you know, these these parents are not in any way any worse or any better than anybody else. It's just the circumstances that have dictated their choices.
0: Well, all three of the people that you focus on in the film, Gulam, Sana, and Su, Sujawa, um all have unique stories, but it does come back really to the fact that they're desperately poor. That's certainly a big part of it. But over the course of following them, we see the interactions with their parents and with their community. And that's the part for the film that is, for me, so emotionally resonant.
1: Yeah, to see yeah. That-, that was the most important part because, frankly, that slightly changing the relationship with their parents is what is going to make all the difference in their lives. And that can only happen if there's a little bit of, even the tiny bit of support from the outside world that the parents feel somewhat supported, then their relationship, as you see, changes with their children.
0: Again, you're focused on three different people, but I'm curious as to the level of resistance to them be, becoming a part of it. We see part, We see some of this in the film, parents' reluctance to let go of their children, to allow them to do some of these things. But so how did that play out? Let's say for uh Galam, who is uh, is more or less his brother's keeper, right? I mean, in terms, of his brother's more or less the person who.
1: Well, they were resistant, as you saw, like in Golam's case, in that he says to Noor at some point, he's like, "I can't both tend to the field and, and bring my brother." In this. Like, I just, I can't not work. You know, it's like yeah. the resistance kind come, comes from just practically not being able to swing it. So and. That was a form of resistance. Another form of resistance was it was shocking for the parents that an organization would want to help them
0: and not want something
1: in exchange. They
0: hadn't really seen that before. Well, let's describe a a little bit about the program. The Special Olympics program is designed not just to put them in an an athletic endeavor. There's more to it than that, isn't there?
1: Well, yes. I think the Idea is that through the athletic endeavors and through the sports, these young, intellectually disabled teenagers and children, what have you, are becoming part of the community. They're becoming included instead of excluded, which is how you see them in the beginning. And the whole idea behind it is inclusion. How can we include, not exclude? And in this case, the the medium is the, is the sport, but the goal is inclusion.
0: Just want to quickly remind our listeners that we're talking with Danaz Ashagian. She's the director of a short documentary film called As Far As They Can Run. And it's being released through MTV Documentaries. You can go find out more about it by going there as as well as streaming on Paramount+. Plus. From a personal perspective, it's just heart-wrenching. I said that earlier, but it truly is to see that relationship or that lack of relationship. And I'll focus on Sajawal. And his father's, how clearly he craves his father's attention. I know. It's heartbreaking. And and to watch him in those moments. And and I I do want to say there is a trajectory to all of their stories. There is an arc, if you will, to all of their stories. So it's what I'm describing sounds a little gloomy. But there are rays of sunshine, rays of hope in the film, which I really appreciate seeing. Um, but to see that relationship that Sajalwal has with his father and how he seems desperate to make that connection with his dad.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. There's. I don't know if you noticed this, but early on there's a moment they're sitting side by side, and the father is saying to the social worker, he doesn't recognize anyone, he doesn't notice anything, and at that exact moment Sajal reaches for his hand. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, Like you can't make this up.
0: Well, and it also speaks to something else that as advanced as we are in medicine and science, what we don't know about people who are intellectually disabled, we really don't know how much that they're connecting. They're finding through um, research and, and therapy for people with autism that there's a lot more going on inside than we know. And we're finding out more and more all the time. I hope you don't mind if I sort of focus on... For me, the the brightest star of the film is Sana and how much she how how far she comes in the amount of time we spend with her. Yeah, just, that's just yeah. a great. wonderful. I know.
1: I know. Uh, it was really interesting to me, the social worker, the female social worker, Tamina, when we first went to Sana, I remember her saying to me, she's going to improve the fastest and the best. Because I guess she knows this is what she does, and so she knows, and she was right. She was like, she's gonna like that. You're you're gonna see such improvement.
0: It's a great story that you, that you've captured here with her, and to see how far she comes in. Of, I don't know what the time frame we're looking at in terms of their it was a year.
1: I filmed uh, them over a year. Over she's a going year. to she's going to the Berlin Special Olympics in June, which is great. <laughs>
0: So I think that tells you something about how much she improved. And not only did she physically improve, but she socially improved tremendously. I
1: mean, she was flirting with Golam <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some great stuff. And Golam is another story that I'll, get, I'll let people see this as it fo- unfolds in the film. I, I urge people to check this out as far as they can run, because it is initially a bit of a punch to the stomach to see, but it but as the film goes on and progresses and we get to know these these children and the situation and their parents and their relatives, it's a very illuminating film. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have you stayed it sounds like you've stayed in some contact with mostly,
1: the- yeah, through Noor. He keeps me updated. Yeah. Because he's in that area. So I get a sense. Like when there were the floods, I got I, I checked in to see if it was okay. Like I I get some
0: info is this what you want to do more of this kind of story or are you working on something
1: i i normally i've noticed end up doing films whether it was in iran or in afghanistan now in pakistan the thing they have in common is it's people on the margins so i tend to do that you know and and this is the same thing it's like they're outcasted margins
0: well keep so. up the good work and once again congratulations on the uh mtv documentary platform as well as being currently uh, available on paramount plus thank you so much thank, thank you. you thank wow. you so much a film again is called as far as they can run and we've been talking with the director Tanaz ashagian thank you so much
1: thank you mike it was a pleasure to meet you